And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, a special hello goes out to the director of media for the Boston Bruins alumni, Mr. Mark Bolander. Nice to see you, Marky. Number 99, center, Wayne Gretzky. Number 9, Bobby Cole. If, if I may have your attention. This is Mario Lemieux. Number 9, Cody If I may have your attention, please. Welcome to the Pro Hockey Alumni Podcast. The home of behind-the-scenes interviews, stories, and memories that celebrate the heritage of the great game of hockey. The Pro Hockey Alumni Podcast is hosted by Mark Willand. 14-year NHL veteran Joey Juno is our guest on the 14th edition of the Pro Hockey Alumni Podcast. Joey had a terrific career, both uh, as a collegiate player at RPI, internationally with Team Canada in 1992, in the National Hockey League, particularly with the Boston Bruins, where he broke in and had 102 points in his first full season. Post-career has been even more impressive. He's done so much to give back to the game and help underprivileged kids play the sport that he's certainly given back to the game more than he ever received. I think he'd agree with that. Joey's going to be in town as well uh, on September 29th, 2018 at Sports World. Phil Castanetti's Sports World in the Boston area. You can Google that. The information is right there on the front page. September 29th, 2018. And now our interview with Joey Juno. Well, Joe, it's a real uh, honor and privilege to have you on the show today. And it would be great to have you in town on uh, the 29th of September with Phil Castanetti's Sports World. It's curious, do you have a chance to get back to Boston much these days? Uh, a few uh, occasions, but uh, obviously not uh, not often enough. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful uh, city. It's a, it's a place where I obviously love to uh, uh, you know to live for a couple of years and, and play hockey. And so, um, yeah. But anyway, it's going to be great to uh, to be there and to uh, to be able to. Uh, I guess uh, reconnect in in some ways. I guess with uh, with fans, uh, it's been way too long. Oh, absolutely! You know, I among other things manage the Boston Bruins alumni social media, and when we post about Joe Juno, it always gets a great response. So um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of folks uh, there on the 29th, and we're really glad to have you coming coming back home. Joe, when you uh, your Bruins career had a, a little bit of delay at the start, uh, great career at RPI, had the opportunity to turn pro uh, right away, I believe around 1991, and also you had been playing uh, with the uh, Canadian national team, and as I recall, you were offered a two-way contract to join the Bruins right away, uh, which you declined and uh, stayed with the national team, a move that turned out to be great for you, I would suspect, because you ended up winning a silver medal on an outstanding team. Can you recall your emotions? It's, those are big decisions to make as a as a young man to turn down uh, a pro contract and have the confidence in yourself uh, going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, uh, you know, back in the days, um, yeah, there, there was a, a few players uh, 
before me who uh, who left uh, you know who left college and then ha- had their uh, opportunities or the the early opportunities with their respective uh, NHL club and uh, you know it, it happened at the time with uh, with Boston with with uh, I believe it was uh, West Waltz and a couple other players and right. I just didn't want to be in that same situation where. Uh, you know, you you leave school, or you um, you know you you end up uh, at a training camp, and then, then uh, for some reason uh, you find yourself in the minors, uh, and then you just don't get fair opportunities. And you know, over the years, I mean, uh, that situation happened to, to many uh, young players. So um, I guess I you know I did have a lot of confidence in myself. Uh, you know, I. I knew what I was worth, and uh, you know, I felt that with the uh, college career that I that I had, and the interest that uh, also um, uh, that was there, uh, obviously with uh, uh, with the Olympic teams and a uh, couple other uh, or you know offers that that I had in Europe and things like that. So um, you know, I I just wanted to, I guess. To show up in Boston, being in the, in the right situation, and uh, so it took it took a while, but at the same time, it uh, it gave me uh, back then the opportunity to to stay at school for a fourth year and to uh, to begin my uh, my masters, uh, and then following that uh, to to join the uh, Canadian Olympic team, which was uh, still to this day the uh, the best. You know, hockey year of my life, uh, where you know I I learned tremendously that year under Coach Dave King, uh, obviously as a player, but also as uh, as a person. Uh, you know, and just having the chance to to travel around the world and to to go to the Olympics and uh, and to to be on on such a good team. Uh, and at the end of it, you know, you get out of it with uh, with an Olympic medal battling for the gold in the finals and all that stuff. So it was great. And then, then eventually, uh, I guess it put me in a situation where, uh, you know, we, we came to terms with, uh, with the Bruins and, uh, was able to, to start my career, uh, the way I wanted. Well, absolutely. That Canadian, first of all, that Canadian Olympic team had a lot of attention that year, particularly, you know, uh, you ended up leading the team in scoring, but you had a young kid, Eric Lindros, who uh, hadn't yet to turn pro at that point, had a lot of attention. And I think that your confidence, and you've alluded to it, but your confidence in your in your abilities had to jump tremendously. You're playing at a high level for you know, several months with quality coaching and quality teammates. And I'm sure that you would look back at yourself and say you're a much different player uh, at the end of that process than you were at the beginning. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, when uh, at that age, at the age of, uh, I believe I was 23 years old, maybe at that time, um, you know, you you come out of college. Um, you know, I had four very good years uh, at RPI. Um, you know, on the All-American team uh, and uh, battling for the, the Hopi Baker and all that stuff. So uh, those were good years. And, uh, you know, I was obviously at a high level uh, in, in terms of uh, hockey playing. And But 
you know, it, it's obvious that if if you if you have the chance to play for a full year under someone like Dave King, um, you, you're going to learn so much more, and and that's what happened to uh, to me. And uh, and again, I, you know, uh, when you're a specific type of player, and you're you're in the right situation, and and you know, obviously I was. Uh, in the right situation uh, in in that year with the Olympic team and and obviously those two years in Boston, uh, you know, finding myself playing with with such great players for a couple of years. So, um, so yeah, so I'm, I guess I was very uh, fortunate to uh, to be uh, for for those years to be in in that situation. So, Joe, you came to Boston and you just took right off uh, after the Olympics. You came in for that last portion of the 91-92 season and it seemed like uh, you just fit in right away. Can you talk a little bit about joining that team? A lot of quality veterans on that that, that group and you just step right in. Talk a little bit about that experience, just showing up at the Boston Garden and seeing Ray Bork and uh, Adam Oates, guys like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it was very uh, very special. Um, you know, I do remember the, that time um, very clearly. Um, I remember I was very nervous uh, coming into Boston. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, in respect to the negotiations, I guess uh, that I that I had with uh, uh, with Mr. Sinden. So, um, but you know that that. Then you realize, listen, you know that's it's the business part, and uh, you know I remember when I showed up there, uh, Mike Millery got me at the airport, and uh, and then you know one of the first things he, uh, he told me was, you know, uh, now we're friends, <laughs> you know, now we're we're teammates, uh, we're on the same team, and and, and you know uh, Mr. Sinden said the same thing to me the uh, the next day, you know, when we met, uh, when I came in the ring for the my first practice there so uh you know it just made me feel uh like i was you know part of the team now and uh but you know the the best uh really what what made me feel comfortable right away is you know i remember when i walked in and and uh, ray bort uh came up to me and uh you know addressed uh in french uh to me um and just welcoming me and uh you know, making sure that uh, you know I, I felt comfortable right away, and uh, so and then Adam Oates, who uh, I had the chance to meet uh, in summertime. You know, when I was at RPI, you know, Adam came came in the, the summers to 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 work out and to take some uh, some courses, trying to uh, to finish his uh, his degree there. So I had the chance to uh, to meet Adam before, and so. Uh, again, you know, to, to me, I guess when I came in uh, with the Bruins, and uh, for him to be there to, I guess to to take care of me in some ways, uh, it, it just made things uh, easier. So, absolutely, I assume as a kid growing up, you, know, you were uh, were you you're obviously aware of Ray Bork, but uh, were, you, were you a fan of his as a kid? Well, of course, I mean. Uh, you know, you you grew up in the province of Quebec, and there's uh, uh, there's Quebecers that are you know are playing hockey somewhere 
uh, you know, you, most of them, I mean, for some reason, uh, ended up with, with Quebec or, or with Montreal. But then you had the, you know, very special individuals and players like like uh, like Ray, and uh, yeah, I mean you 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 just idolize those guys, and um, so it's uh, it was amazing to just find myself on the same team with him uh, at, at you know at that point. Joe, you obviously your full first full season in the league. Uh, one of the best players I've ever recorded. You happened to be a rookie the same year. Timu Solani scored 76 goals. So you came in second in the rookie there balloting that year. But 102 points and clearly established yourself as a, as a quality National Hockey League player. The next season, 93-94, you've got 72 points in 63 games and you're rolling along. And then, I guess from a fan standpoint, just out of the blue, a shocking trade and you get traded to Washington. And I know that's a trade that uh, I'm, I'm assuming it surprised you, and I know it saddened you. Oh, yeah, I was, uh, I was terribly sad. Um, you know, I, I, I heard, uh, you know, rumors, and uh, but, you know, you, you hear things that you just don't want to believe, and in, in some ways uh, it's, it didn't make sense you know you uh, you know playing so hard for a team uh, playing through injuries you know that year I uh, I had my broken jaw and I, I kept playing through it and re-breaking the uh, the upper part of it at two occasions so uh, you know I had at two different occasions to, to bring back that, that full mask that I had to play with right. uh, which made it pretty difficult for you know, for me as a playmaker, uh, it it limited my um, you know the, the my vision, and it was also also uh, much tougher to to breathe with with the thing uh, yeah I'd imagine. like that uh, in front of uh, your mouth. So, but anyway, you know, like uh, I just you know I felt that I was uh, giving it all for uh, you know for that team, and and again. Uh, you know, like Ray Bork was one of my idols, and uh, yeah, you know, it was great to 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 see someone playing for the same team for so long, and and I loved uh, you know Boston so much, and um, and I thought that you know we had the best fans in the world and all that stuff, and you know, playing with great teammates and playing with teammates who who understood the game uh, the same way as I did and you know uh, so you know when you have a chance I, I guess uh, at some point in your life or in your hockey career to you know to, to connect so well with someone like Adam Oates I mean uh, it's like well good luck to have that somewhere else you know right. and uh, so yeah so anyway uh, you know to go back to that day I mean uh, I was uh, I was in tears uh, driving back from the airport because I was uh, this you know the trade was announced to me at uh, at the airport on the on the trade deadline uh, I believe if I'm right the the team was was traveling to to my home to Quebec City <laughs> so I had oh, you know my boy. family and and uh, and friends you know go uh, go on to that game and all that stuff but you know now I'm like I'm told okay I'm not part of the Bruins anymore you know so 
um, yeah, so I drove, uh, I drove back to my house and, uh, and then, uh, received phone calls from, from many, many people, uh, and, uh, and also, you know, received a phone call from, uh, from the, uh, you know, the, the heads of the, of the brooms and I, I just, uh, I didn't take the calls. I, I didn't return the calls either. I was so mad. Right. So, um, yeah. So anyway, I, uh, at that point, uh, it, you know, so it's, it's just how I felt. And, uh, yeah. So, um, it's, uh, one of those things you just wish that, uh, it didn't happen. Uh, even today at 50 years old, you know, I, I just wish that, uh, considering the the two years that I had there and uh but I guess that's part of uh you know that's part of the the business of the hockey player so I I learned that that year right and I think a lot of fans would would agree with that sentiment and um no matter if you're in professional sports or not it doesn't make any difference um it's a it's it's a tough feeling. It's a real upheaval for your for your life. And as you said, you're fitting. It wasn't like you were playing poorly. You were playing very very well. But um, as you noted, that's the business. And speaking of that, you went to Washington and had a heck of a career there. Um, pl- still scoring, uh, playing a great all around game. You reunite at some point with Adam Oates, and that team gets to the finals uh, one year, and then the very next year. You joined the Buffalo Sabres and back to the finals again and a lot of great memories in between all that. And, of course, we don't have forever to, to talk about all that. But um, talk a little bit about just in general that experience of getting to the Stanley Cup finals on two occasions with two teams that really came out of nowhere. Uh, the Sabres were not expected to go that way. Hasek was unbelievable. And the Caps were, uh, were, were a pretty good team during the regular season that year. Um, but getting to the finals seemed to be um, a, a tough stretch. But uh, uh, talk a little bit about those teams, just kind of really overachieving. And you seem to do some of your best scoring in the postseason. Yeah, playoffs are awesome. Uh, you know, and, and all my all my life, uh, you know, as a, as a youth hockey player, um, you know, every time that uh, my team was entering a tournament. Or playoffs, um, you know. To me, it was very exciting. So I somehow I always managed to to do well and to to help my team a lot during those those times uh, of the season. So and um, throughout my NHL career, uh, it was all you know also the same the same situation uh, coming in into the playoffs. You know, to me, it was like okay, now we're now we're playing for something. Right. You know, we're playing for so. Um, but then, you know, you, you, over the years, you find yourself and, uh, it's funny how, how things happen. You know, sometimes you're, uh, you're part of a, of a great team. And for some reason you, you, you get beat and you get out of it very, very fast. Uh, like it happened, uh, in, the, um, in the, you know, with Boston, actually, I, I believe it was in the 93, 94 playoffs, uh, that year I mean we you know of course I do remember the year uh, you know for battling for the rookie uh, the rookie of the year and scoring 100 points and uh, setting assists and all you know but uh, what I remember is as a team we were uh, we were amazing Um, 
you know, I, I believe we battled uh, against Chicago for the the President Cup that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, came pretty close to it. Um, you know, we came in into the playoffs. Uh, you know, the year before we, uh, you know, we we lost to Pittsburgh in the semifinal. Uh, we had swept Montreal in four games. Uh, we beat Buffalo uh, just before that in a very tough, uh, you know, seven game series. So. Um, so we we came in uh, with a great end of the season. You know, we had a stretch of many many games, uh, I believe, unbeaten. So, and then you go, you're going into the playoffs uh, against Buffalo, uh, and you you get swept uh, in four games. So it just it just didn't make sense. And on top of it, as a player, I you know I. Uh, I uh, I got cross checked uh, in in that game one or two and ended up finishing the uh, that year in in the playoffs with broken ribs and uh, so uh, it, it was very difficult you know I we saw ourselves going very far and, and having a chance to 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 go for the cup um, and then later on in your career you you end up on teams that you know on paper are not as good or as strong as uh, as a year like the 93 94 uh, in Boston but then you end up uh, in the Stanley Cup finals uh, right. so it's you know it's like the you know it's like the uh, the 93 uh, you know that that year where the Montreal Canadiens uh, uh, got the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. So I, I guess the playoffs I'm, I'm referring about is more like the '92, '93 playoffs. Uh, and and you know we got swept uh, against Buffalo, and, and then many teams, many good teams, uh, for some reason got knocked out. And then Montreal, who we bet, who, we, who uh, sorry, who we beat uh, all year long. Uh, end up winning the cup, uh, so right. it's, it's kind of funny how things uh, turn out. So, but anyway, you know that 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 ninety seven ninety eight year with with Washington, uh, you know it was a little bit of the same thing. I mean, some some very good teams uh, in front of us got knocked out. Um, uh, not that it cleared the way f- uh, for us, but it it made our I guess our road to the Stanley Cup, you know. Finals a little bit different, um, you know that that year. I mean, we, we actually we came to uh, to uh, to Boston, uh, so we had to beat the Bruins. Uh, we had to uh, you know to beat Buffalo um, to uh, to you know to to advance to the finals. Buffalo was was really really hard to to play against with with Hashik and some mm-hmm. uh, some tough young players. So, uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was a very exciting time. Uh, and again, you know, uh, playing with with some some very good players, and some some great players there. That night, you know, '98 uh, Washington Capitals playoff team was full of amazing players um, in in all aspect of the game. So, it's what a great experience uh, to to you know to play with those guys. So. Right, and as you said, it's never you never know uh, when that playoff bell rings, what's going to happen. You get a chance to get to the finals twice. It speaks a lot. I know we're a little uh, running tight on time. I wanted to close, uh, Joe, by um, you've been able to, in your post-career, give access to hockey to 
kids who normally uh, would not have the access to it, not have the opportunity to play, not have the uh, ability to have those experiences. Can you talk a little bit about that, your commitment to, to helping these kids and the success you've had in that area? Um, well, yeah, it's, uh, you know, for, for some reason to me, it's, uh, it was always, uh, always very special when I had the chance to, to go to First Nation communities. Um, and then at some point after my, my hockey career, you know, obviously finding uh, yourself in a situation with, with uh, more times on your hands. So um, I had the chance to, to visit uh, Nunavik, uh, which is the, uh, the part of the province of Quebec where uh, the um, Inuit uh, people live. So, um, and, you know, just loved the area and then was obviously touched by uh, by the situation in which the kids lived in and uh, and it was also the same uh, with with different first nation communities uh, that I had the chance to to visit so um, and then you know again I at that point um, I had retired from the NHL for a couple of years and, and felt that um, you know I, I missed the game but I didn't want to go back into it as uh, as a, an NHL coach or an NHL staff you know like to me it was it was uh, it was about going back in the games um, you know using that that knowledge that I had uh, acquired uh, over so many years and to to pass it along uh, kids that needed it so much and uh, you know I, I just uh, yeah you know I just I went there and, and offered to 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 start this program um, and it it was really amazing and so it's it's since uh, uh, you know since 2006 now uh, I've been doing this work and uh, um, it's you know of course it it brings a lot to to those young kids uh, but it's it's very stimulating to, to yourself as a, as an adult. Uh, right. So I, I love what I do. Um, you know, I, I became good at it. You know, like uh, <laughs> over the years with the passion that I that I have for the games. Um, so you find yourself again in a situation where the, you know, are you going to be good at, at teaching something? Uh, are you going to be good at teaching something you you know, something you played and, and, and showed that you were good at? for so many years so um, you know you see that uh, it's not for everybody to, to become I guess a good coach uh, even if you were a good player right that's at, for at sure point. and uh, so I was nervous about that And uh, but uh, again it's something that I learned and um, and uh, you know I discovered that um, you know I, I love coaching I, I, I love being on the ice with kids um, and you know, from the, the success that those kids had uh, under the, the program that I developed, you know, I guess I did <laughs> pretty decent at uh, at building the program and at you know at teaching them on the ice and all that stuff. So I, I still do that today. I I, I spend you know uh, crazy hours um, developing programs for for young children and. Uh, you know, I, I have it uh, established in my hometown now. Uh, you know, there's, there's over 150 kids from uh, kindergarten to, to sixth grade in my hometown that who you know play hockey. 
three or four times a week. And then there's, you know, all these other communities that also uh, have the program going strong. So it's, you know, I'm very proud of that. It's it's a great way to, you know, to give back to the game and, and to give back to the community. Absolutely. Well, Joe, you certainly have had a tremendous impact. You're making the world a better place in your, in your area. And uh, we're proud of that. We really enjoyed talking with you today. And we look forward to seeing you uh, in September at... Uh, at Sports World, and thanks so much for spending the time today, Joe. Thank you. I, I really look forward to getting back and, and be back in Boston and reconnect for, I guess, a short time with with uh, with fans. So, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Joe. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pro Hockey Alumni Podcast. Be sure to visit us at prohockeyalumni.org. dot